This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hello, welcome to this uh, edition of the Heretic House. Today we're going to be talking about envy, or uh, love does not envy to be specific. Uh, and uh, Matt, actually, can you read that, that passage in the in uh, Corinthians? Yeah, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, I'll start at verse 4. It says, Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious, or boastful, or arrogant, or rude. It does not ins- insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Mm. Yeah, so this is actually the first one we're doing that is is the negative. Like, we're not being envious. Love does not envy. Like, we've been doing... Love is patient. Love is kind. And now we're doing love does not envy. Um, what 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 does envy mean to you? Uh, envy, to me, means when you want something that you don't have, and particularly that someone else you think someone else has, that you will make you better, will make you more satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I was actually reading in the passage. That's exactly what it says. It says, doesn't want what it doesn't have. Oh. So I think you hit it on the head, or at least you agree yeah. with the message. Um, so so when we love, we don't envy. So when we love, so why why shouldn't we want something that we don't have? What, what, why is that anti, why is that not being loving? Well... I I think it probably comes down to contentment, right? Um, Is what you have in your life enough to satisfy you and find fulfillment? Or is there something else that you think will make you satisfied Mm -hmm. that will will fill some sort of void or niche? And, And, you know, so why, why shouldn't we envy? Uh, well, because it shows that we're not happy with what we have. And if, if we're not satisfied with what we have, what, what is that saying to what we have? Hmm. You know? Yeah. So then if we're not in contentment, then, well, I think we're kind of trying to look at, trying to find something that's outside of, uh, what we really need. Like, um, like we should be content with what we have. But then when we start looking at what other people have and we start thinking, oh, I, I really would want that. Uh, it's also not being very loving to that person if you're if you are just coveting what they have. And um, I don't think that breeds good thoughts or good emotions mm. towards that person. If, yeah. if, you're, if you're actually coveting what they have or mm. I, I keep saying coveting, but envying. And it's, I mean, there's sometimes where we really are lacking something in our life that we need 
and someone else has it and we become envious of that mm. like um hmm. partnership you know you really want someone you really want a partner you really want want someone in your life that you can you know share things with and you might not have that but you see other people have it you know you might be envious of that and you're really longing for something that that you you kind of want which is a relationship with with someone mm-hmm. and that's important and so it gets a little tricky there doesn't it hmm. yeah I th- it does so how do we be content in that in that moment yeah and I, I think there's sometimes when you're not content and that's okay you know mm-hmm. we, we all have moments when we're not content if we can be content then that that really helps us um uh, there's a passage that says uh, godliness mixed with contentment is a means of great gain mm-hmm. and there is so much value to being content uh, to to loving what you have to accepting the circumstances you're in uh, to being grateful you know for everything that you do have and and uh, allowing everything in your life to reach its fullest potential mm-hmm. in your relationship with it. Um, people and other things too, you know. Uh, you, you should show appreciation for the items in your life. It'll mm. give you a, a more grateful heart and uh, it, it'll give you a, a better um, relationship with the stuff you're you're using yeah i'm thinking that even i mean you might if you have a and maybe you have an older car and and you're just looking at the neighbors ha, uh has this brand new brand new f-150 or what whatever and you really want that and you're you're envious that he has that but um if i think the real secret is just to be content with what we have like even if you had that truck i mean yeah maybe you'd be happy to have it but then you'd be so afraid to that anything bad will happen to it (laughs) so i i don't know if we'd still be content even if we had the things we think we want and and who knows what you will do with what you don't have Hmm. the question is what are you doing with what you do have right and uh the character most important i think in this circumstance is your old truck that you still have that still runs it's still faithful it's still doing what it needs you to do what it needs what you need it to do Mm. and you're just thinking i want to get rid of it because it's not as shiny or fancy as this other one Mm -hmm. um that's kind of like the wrong reason to get rid of a vehicle but if that vehicle is causing you trouble and and costing you money and all right it might be time to think about upgrading Mm -hmm. but if your vehicle is faithful to you you know it, it might be nice to hang on to it for a little bit and it actually might save you some money in the long run. If it's not costing you anything, mm. you know, you're only going to pay less money right now for a car that you don't really need because the one you have works. Right. And you might, I mean, might bring more headaches than you realized. So yeah. you never know. It's, I think it's really the heart of this is just having, um, well, it's an heart issue. It's, a uh, being content with what you have is 
you'll never I don't believe you'll ever truly find the happiness you're looking for you're not going to find the happiness you're looking for in other things or p things that other people have but you're going to find happiness and be content with what you do have and and love the things that you do have mm -hmm. yeah and it I think it goes to people in your life too yeah um because if you're if you're looking at let, let's say you have a relationship with uh, a boss and you're just thinking about how different this this new boss is from all the other bosses that you've had mm -hmm. or from the last boss. And if you're not willing to accept the new boss for who the new boss is and learn to build a relationship with that new boss so that you can actually get on good terms instead of whatever, mm. um, you know, you, you might not be content and it might be a detriment to your relationship with the new boss. It might actually even be a detriment to your work ethic and to your productivity. So the, the best thing you can do is accept people for exactly who they are and build a relationship with those people. And through that relationship, you can have conversation in which you can, you can talk about some of these things. Mm. But if you just if you just want someone to immediately be like someone else, uh, that's not love. Mm -hmm. That's not love. Uh, what should we want for a society? What should we want? In re uh, the scripture says that we should spur one another on to love and good deeds. Right. So mm -hmm. what do we want in our relationships with people? We want love and we want goodness. Good things, good deeds, good works. Mm hmm. Right. This is what we want. And so we should spur one another on to that. But not be envious uh, to the point where. We're, we're not we're not giving people the opportunity to organically grow. Into a character that mm -hmm. they could be. In a way, doesn't envy kind of separate us from other people because we're thinking of what they have and we don't. That's kind of a division like shouldn't we be looking at is what we do have yeah and then we should common? be we, we should be able to be happy for other people with the things that they have right if we're talking about yeah. possessions or whatever like like we go to our buddy's house and you know he has he has a you know a 3,000 square foot house with a finished basement and a billiard and a bar and a you know, a little place to lounge and a movie theater all in his basement. And and you're like, man, I wish I had this. Instead, you could be like, wow, this is so awesome that you have this and that you're willing to let me be here and enjoy it with you. Thank mm. you. Yeah. And then you could actually appreciate what your friend has instead of only wishing you had it. And they, you you do have it right now with your friend. Anytime you want, you can be with your friend and, you know. Mm -hmm. enjoy that you don't have to be envious of it and if you had that all the time like your friend does your friend probably doesn't even use it most of the time your friend probably uses it only when he entertains guests right when, when you're when his friends are over exactly <laughs> so you like, know I, I can't believe i got this billiard now i can't get rid of my friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think you're right um why can't we just enjoy I mean, why can't we just uh, be happy for somebody who has something that is is nice, like you just said? Yeah. Um, and it also, 
also comes to uh, this comes to I'm thinking about in um, in the Old Testament and the one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not covet uh, is it thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife or something like that I, I'm paraphrasing I think and I think it's very similar in envy and covetousness wouldn't you say those are about the same i i would say yeah i mean they seem similar at least in the way that we use the words today yeah um you know coveting is wanting something that someone else has envy is um wanting you know being envious wanting to be someone because of what they have you know wanting to be just like them um yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it was. It also brings to mind the. Um. That you shouldn't be envious of of uh, somebody else's wife too, or yeah. being covetousness. No, <laughs> and I guess that goes back to relationships too, right? Yeah. Um. You 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 think you want your your partner to be different than the way they are. And so you compare them with someone else and then all of a sudden you you're not seeing the positive qualities in your partner. All you're seeing is the things you want them to change instead of looking at your partner for who they are and looking at those positive qualities and saying, I love this about you. I appreciate this about you. Mm. You know, you can look at all the things you you have so wonderfully in your partner and all of a sudden all these other partners, Mm -hmm. all these other options are really not options because it's there's so much work and there's so much involved and there's like you you can start to think all these other options are are not because they're not all these good things that my partner already is like i already have all of these positive qualities of my partner mm-hmm. so you're, you're not envying yeah well i think anyone else's partner right and when i i bring that up we're talking about love does not envy and it just makes me think of uh jesus said that every all the commandments are bound in in this these so this one to love god love others uh so if we're, we're truly loving our wife then and we and if if we have that uh true love for her then we're not gonna have we're not gonna be looking outside there's no room for the envy that's what I'm saying. No, no room for the covetousness. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I guess in a theoretical world, that would be the way we would do it. But the, the fact is, there's always things around and there's always opportunities for us to look at a person and all of a sudden harbor resentments or judgments against that. And that goes with our partner. And it would be awesome if we always had positive feelings towards our partner and we never had any confrontations and any problems, but that doesn't happen. And so it's something that we have to work on all the time. There's all, uh, mm-hmm. the scripture says, behold, sin lies at the door. Yeah. Right. It's, it's always an option. That's the hard part of free will. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part of love. That, and yeah. you know, yeah. Envying. Here's the other thing is it's unloving to yourself. Hmm. Okay. It's yeah. unloving to yourself to envy what other people have. Hmm. I think so. Oh, I, I definitely, I think that's what we would, were saying. If we're, 
we're not going to find like we're not going to find that contentment we're not going to find that happiness if we're um if we're envying something else that that is outside of ourselves or outside of what we have or or the ability for us to have mm mm-hmm. so yeah it is it it does it does go against us um it seems like anywhere that love is not there then um then it's actually going to be detrimental to everybody around you and yourself. So, uh, and so speaking of us and then other people, then there's this third factor we have to think of. How does, so God is perfectly loved, so he has no envy. So, but doesn't God have everything? You know, I guess I'd have to say this. I would think that God would want your heart. And if God was envious of anything, God would be envious of the relationship that God is missing out on with you. Mhm. I don't know. I don't know other than that. Um what cuz what does God desire? You know, he he desires you. Maybe yeah, I don't uh because I don't know if I fully agree with that just because okay. because um if God is perfect love perfectly love and that's what he is love and he does not envy, he can't have envy. So maybe maybe he doesn't when he sees that somebody's giving their love to something else that that shouldn't be that, that you know maybe he where he could be envious of the love that somebody's giving s- something else he doesn't and it's okay he's like that doesn't matter some you know someday you will you'll find your way back to me and true happiness and true love and true what what everything everything good that is in this life hmm. see what so i don't think he actually ever has that and in um the uh, the scriptures do do say that i he says i am an envy or a jealous god jealous for you mm-hmm. so i yeah i think we have to be careful and totally side sidetrack here but um like like there's also a scripture that says that god repented that he made man like yeah. like he was upset that he made man at one point and that's when the flood happened hmm. um so like I think we need to be careful before we say God is this or that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, all I know is what I can imagine and see mm-hmm. with my own well, mind and spirit. That's what the that's what the authors were doing. They were trying to label God as yeah. one way or another. But I don't I don't think that they have perfect revelation. I know they don't have perfect revelation. <laughs> we don't have perfect revelation. No, we don't. So, I mean, I think the closest we can get to knowing who God is is just knowing that he is perfect love. Um but we still can't understand even that. But that's what it seems that's what it seems like. Hmm. You know, I feel like yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yep. So, backing up uh I was saying that the scripture said that God is a jealous God. I don't think that, I don't think he, uh, I don't believe he quite is even, 
uh, I don't. I think I don't quite agree with the author at that point. <laughs> okay. That's uh, you know we're heretics. We got we yeah. got to disagree with somebody. Hey, something's <laughs> got to make you a heretic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. So that like what I was saying is that um, he'll allow us to go through anything. Um, he's always going to help us through everything, and uh, he's not going to always turn us around from um i'm trying to connect this but the so if he where he could be jealous or envious of something that we're giving to uh love that we're giving to something else that probably isn't healthy for us i don't think he likes that obviously but i don't think he's going to be i don't think he's going to have the feels of feelings of envy that we have towards it that okay i can appreciate that yeah so any other thoughts on envy um well one thing i was thinking is i want the best for my children Mm -hmm. you know and i have i have some amazing children i don't know how michelle and i did it but we raised some pretty darn good kids (laughs) and I, I suppose it could be really easy for someone to want something different for their child than what their child has. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what we would do with that. Mm. You know? What are you saying? Seeing some something in somebody else's child? Um, seeing, seeing, seeing the decisions that your child is making and wishing they would make different decisions. Yeah. You know? being envious of the children who made what was in your opinion, the right decision, decision. Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Hmm. It's just another relationship that, you know, we have to apply this to love does not envy. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't even think of that, but yeah, I have kids too. And, um, they're doing gymnastics right now and, um, you watch them and, and you want them to do the best they can and, and they're doing really great like they're they're really great at gymnastics and then but you look at so they're uh, what uh, what they you call pre-team and so they're not on the team yet and you look at it's like oh well these kids are on team and look at what they're doing but i but i i don't think i can do that that, that i think that's kind of what you're saying in that enviness uh being envious of uh that your your child can't do quite do that yet. I mean, they're going to. They're going to get there. But I think that's that's kind of what I relate it to. Like, I want my kids to be on on the team. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know how to how do we quite solve that. So because in love we want them to get to that point, but in well, love I, we have to not. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, I mean, every like, just. Last night at the gathering, uh, we were talking about the gifts of the spirit and we were talking about how we all don't have the same gift at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it might it might be that you want you want something for your child that they just don't have the particular gift set right now to do. And you 
you try to push your child to get it and to develop that gift set because you want them to be this certain way. And um, I think you have to be really careful with that. Mm. Um, I kind of wanted my kids to to develop their own way. I wanted, so like my whole objective when we homeschooled the children was to teach them how to learn so that they could learn whatever they wanted to learn and be whoever they wanted to be. You know, Mm -hmm. we didn't have particular goals in mind for what we wanted our children to be. Right. Um, Yeah. Let them decide that on their own. And the hard part as a parent is, is allowing that, you know, Mm. uh, my children are, arrows the scripture says they are like arrows in the hands of a mighty warrior my only job is to draw them back on that bow and when they're ready let them fly Hmm. you know i don't i have i have no control over um who who they were designed to be Mm -hmm. the best thing i can do is impart as much love and uh kindness and joy into their life as i can and help them develop the self-confidence that they need to be who they are so that it doesn't take them 35 or 40 years like it has me or 80 years like it has other people too to get to this place where they start to develop a sense of self and who they actually are getting getting back to who they always have been like Mm. let's not want our kids to be anything different than what they are i heard an illustration one time someone said some kids are a kernel of corn some are a pea and some are a squash. And no matter what you do, you will never change mm. the fact that some are corn, some are a pea, and some are a squash. Let your kid be who they are. Yeah, we're trying. Sometimes we try to fit our, uh, fit a square into a round hole where it, no. it doesn't belong. And then what you're going to do is trying to shove that <laughs> into that round hole. You're going to create a lot of hurt. A lot of, a lot for, of pain. For, for both parties, like for Absolutely. yourself and your kids. Yeah. It's just, uh, just let your child be who they are and don't yeah. be envious of other kids, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> well, Johnny's going to get his master's, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. And uh, uh, we do appreciate you listening this week. And we do ask that you. Hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast that you're listening to us now. And we will see you next week for another edition of Heretic House. Take care. Bye now.